Welcome to Houndsy, a Steel Army podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and uh, with me tonight to go over a sweet but concerning win at Tulsa and two upcoming games, we got uh, two of your favorite podcasting buddies. First off, Yak. What's good, my Yak? Yost, it is the first day it's above like 70 degrees in Pittsburgh, which means my recording room gets really, really hot. So does that mean you're doing this without a shirt on? Uh, try again. Does this mean you're doing this without pants on? Bingo. Nice. That's how we should all be doing our podcasting. Sans pantaloons. Uh, and join us is also, and we'll find out if he's wearing pants, Logan, uh, uh, anything covering your legs at the moment? Uh, yes. Yes, I have on pants, actually. So, rare moment, but uh, I do have on pants. Ah, okay. So your, your recording, recording spot is not that warm. Uh, no, no, I actually have the uh, the sliding sliding glass door cracked. Got a nice breeze blowing through. So uh, good, good recording vibes. Nice. Uh, good, feeling good on this Wednesday. I got a question for you guys. Hey, get, all right, you ready? Yep. Would you rather only eat beef jerky the rest of your life and get to eat or get to listen to whatever music you want or only listen to the band train when you listen to music and you can eat whatever you want the rest of your life? So my problem with the the question premise is I I can already do all that stuff as I want to. Like, do I have to pick one of these two? Yeah, but then you give up the other thing. Like, if you like, like if you, like you can't listen to any other music the rest of your life, it has to be trained. All right, so I have to or, pick one of these two things. Yes, and then you you give up the the thing you pick. And if you pick beef jerky, you can't eat anything the rest of your life except beef jerky. I don't like beef jerky, and I don't like train, but, but like, I can limit how much music I listen to, but I have to eat. Train it is. Now, is it like when I go to the store, and like in the store is playing music over the intercom, like in my mind, it's it'll, train. It'll, it'll just be train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The music itself is train. It's always train. It's, it, there's, there, there will be no way where I will accidentally hear anything else. No, 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 no. Always train. Ooh. I, no, food's good, man. Food's too good. I'll take the I'll take all the food I can, the, the wide variety of food, and then get stuck with uh, with train. I might even learn I mean, to like train for all I know. Oh, you'd have to. How many point. times? How many times you listen to drops of Jupiter before you shoot yourself in the eye? I'm but sure they, they have. You make more it sound like I'm song. choosing to listen to train. Like I'm actively putting it on. Like I I, I still keep my Spotify subscription, but it's just nothing but train. And that's it. That's what it is. But not but like I'm just not I'm just choosing not to listen to music. Then I'll just the ex- right. when I accidentally hear music, it just happens to be trained. But I'm not like at that point, I'm not seeking it out. My intake of, of podcasts go way through the roof at that point. <laughs> the podcast can only be train related podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many different ways can you compare beef jerky? I don't know. See, it's a it's a question. I mean, either way, I think you die at forty because you either kill yourself or you, you die die of eating beef jerky. I like how you didn't preface for this before the show. Just hit us within ninety seconds of the show starting. Hey, I can't, 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 I can't give you any time to prepare. That's, that's... <laughs> trainer beef jerky. No, this is fresh off the top of my head. I'm thinking. Uh, well, what's your answer then, Logan? You didn't give us one. I uh, probably train. I don't know. Beef jerky would kill me pretty with my my dietary habits just switching to beef jerky would would kill me pretty easily so i don't know i feel like train has like three or four albums i could cycle through them i don't know i mean 
I really? uh, yeah, probably, old. They probably have more albums than that. I I, yeah. I stumbled upon Train covering um, Careless Whisper with Kenny G on the uh, on the sax. The lead singer went to Edinburgh. Shout out Edinburgh, Fighting Scots. I mean, so I, I could get with down with it, with Train. Train kind of fucks a little bit. There you go. Train fucks more than uh, beef jerky, apparently. Is what what that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, really. Well, since there's no clean way for me to transition from that into going to Tulsa, uh, I'm just gonna just just put my shore down and run through that wall. Hounds go to Tulsa's past Saturday for a um, a weird 2 p.m. kickoff. Escape with a 4-3 win after being up four to four one. Uh, yeah, so a lot to lot to pull away from there. Again. Uh, the fine folks at Mongols did a good job of it, so we'll just try to uh, touch upon some key parts of it. Your starting lineup for the Hounds was Silva and Nett, Peters, Ordonez, and Wheat in the back. Um, quasi back into it, midfield became Dos Santos, Rivera tucked inside, Griffin, Forbes, then Dixon out on the left, and then Deke one Kelly working up top. Uh, Yak, when you saw this lineup an hour before the game, or it was less than an hour. I kept refreshing it. It took him a while to get the lineup up there. When you eventually saw this lineup, what were, what were your takeaways? What were your thoughts? Well, I immediately thought this is this is back to the big guns. More or less, this is a starting 11, plus or minus what Bob is feeling that day, right? Um, this is the first time that Rovira didn't play in his normal left back spot. They're kind of giving Dos Santos a chance there in that slot that we thought was kind of being platooned between Rovira and Dambrot. And Dos Santos did a good job there eventually. But, um, yeah, they they went they went for the win. They didn't half-ass this, and they, they looked good doing it. Uh, Logan, I mean, one of my big takeaways was, um, not that it should be that shocking the way Bob does his things, but Toby Sims goes from a, from a brace in the Open Cup to not making the bench. You see uh, Robbie Danbrot, who I think a lot of us were gushing over after two games, not on the bench. Again, we have no idea if these guys are injured because that, that injury report is still coming out uh, none, even though I think many of us would presume that at least Vosvik is probably injured and probably a couple other guys. So there is no injury report, but you have to think there's guys injured. What um, what were your thoughts? Is, is, is this your – how much is this – is your – ideal starting 11 um if that thing does exist or what were your takeaways from this from this starting lineup yeah dan brought when i first saw it no dan brought me 18 which you just alluded to maybe he's hurt well we don't really know um no cicerone um russell slow start to the season um would like to see him get going a little bit more i think uh, maybe the the five forwards uh, on the roster and the congestion and the rotated playing time is getting to him a little bit. Where last year he was the he was the guy. Um, but granted, he didn't come in last year as the guy. You know that first couple of months cemented him up top. But uh, like to see him get going a little bit more, get a little bit more active in the game. Um, you know, it's always nice to jump on a team early like that. Uh, the own goal was a little bit uh, unlucky. I don't think that was a pass back by Rivera. I think that was just a very unfortunate deflection. Um, so, uh, in the end, you take the three points, you get off the baseball field, uh, you're happy, but um, you know, never want to see see them leak those those two goals at the end. But 
thankfully, you know, we have the, enough fire, firepower up top that, you know, whatever it was, what, 48 minutes into the game, um, we had a couple on the board. So, uh, all in all, take three points, get out of Tulsa. Now, yeah, and well, Logan, first, you've got some two parts that I, I want to get to, but I'll save them for after this question. Here was my my personal issue I had with the game. I was supposed to be working on a baseball field on Saturday. Uh, it was supposed to be a one o'clock start. The field wasn't ready with the bad weather, so we didn't start till till a little bit before four. I left we left the locker room at, at a little bit before four, so I got to watch the first seventy seven minutes on my phone in the locker room. Which was nice because I thought I was going to have to come back and watch the whole thing later. But what that means is I got to watch the Hounds go out to a 4-1 lead in the 77th minute. And imagine my shock when I got back to the my phone a couple hours later to see that it was 4-3. And so my question to you, Yak, is this game more about those first 77, 78 minutes or more about those last 12? It's going to be more about the first 77. Um in general, almost every player on the team I thought played well. I could give standout uh, props to probably a handful of players on the team. I did not think uh, Jelani Peters played well, and we only gave up one goal prior to that, I think because we kind of got lucky. There's a lot of instances in my notes watching this game of him scuffling a pass or him knocking down a dude, and it was almost a penalty call. Um, losing markers, et cetera, et cetera. Mikhail Williams came in shortly before you went to your baseball game, and I also think he had a poor game on defense. Um, both of his goals seemed to come down his side, his guy getting loose behind him. Um, because in and I don't and I don't want to take away that these two players are bad. Peters has been a rock for most of the season so far, and Mikhail Williams. I don't have much of an opinion on him yet because this is was his first minutes in a while but so much of the team played so well and sometimes goals will leak just because we're going to play very aggressive we only have three defenders back generally overall the team played well and i think man marking was an issue and it got to be worse of an issue late when we made defensive subs interesting and i agree with a lot of that and there's yeah uh, a couple of those guys you haven't seen too much of i agree with that thoughts that yeah peter's probably had a, a scuffling bit of a game where where are you sitting on on silva after three games um i know the, the own goal was credited to him uh, i think even sees that price thinks i mean he's at part he's partially to blame for that own goal but certainly not on his um on his plate alone uh you know, I think the, the, his first game out in Detroit, I think a lot of us were very unimpressed, but it, it was a, a windy day where his uh, his distribution was maybe not the best. Then you go down to, uh, to the Lauda game, uh, looks a lot more steady, had a really nice save. Uh, Brooks basically had a beautiful uh, outlet pass uh, half the field to break someone for a, for a decent chance. And then this last game, I think he, he scuffed one in like in the first five minutes, then the own goal, and just looked a little shaky. What? Where is your head on as it relates to Kevin Silva after three games? I don't remember the scuffed goal at five at, at five minutes. I don't. No, think. not the goal. It was a scuffed uh, clearance, like goal like goal kick, or maybe. Oh, it was a, okay. Yeah. Okay. He basically so, he, like he topped it. And it 
you know, it bounced, you know, 15 yards in front of him or something like that. Okay, now I remember. Now I remember. Um, I don't. Uh, it's hard for me to judge how a goalkeeper is goalkeeping. The the, the actual defense of the goal, I, I I'm gonna be tough to be able to tell one person from the other. The distribution is a little wild. It, it's not exactly getting better. We originally hoped that Detroit was due to mostly windy conditions because it was super windy and cold up there. Um, it keeps happening. He's he keeps shanking balls out of bounds. Um, He's had some good plays. Like he sent Cicerone off right before um right before stoppage time started in Tulsa. Basically Cicerone ended up with the ball with two midfielders coming towards him at the opposite goal line, fresh off of a silver punt. Um a similar thing almost happened in when's the last time he played? Loudon, I guess. Um so at least I think he's making plays happen. But but at the cost of so many balls being sent out of bounds is kind of irritating. Um, uh, I'd rather I'd rather him tone it down or or send somebody in who is going to be more consistent keeping the ball in play and giving our players more of a chance. Logan, are you are you careful with him in his play after three games, or are you are you itching to get Vosvik back or or see another option there? Are you you think it's all going to it's all playing out fine enough? Um, after what would be 270 minutes or something like that. One time in college, I threw a party and one time? I asked one time, okay. one, one, one specific time. And I asked a, a friend of mine who came to the party afterwards the next day. I said, Hey man, how was my playlist? And he said, well, I didn't really realize it the entire night and never really heard much of the music. So I'm going to say it didn't suck. Um, which is what I think a, a Bob Lilly goalkeeper should be right. Like, just don't like be non-noticeable um do the little things right you know do your job and i think the fact that we are talking about kevin silva uh speaks for itself you know um i don't think that that he's been up to to snuff uh at all you know you know make the save make the easy saves distribute as you should as a usl championship goalkeeper should um you know and we you know we'll uh we'll be happy but uh, you know, the fact that we are talking about him, I think, says that he is uh, not yet up to snuff. So, I, no, I, I mean, I do have to ask, what, 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 was, what was on the playlist? Like, what, what made you so proud of it that you had to ask about it? Uh, I do remember that song, um, uh, Old Thing Back, with the, the Notorious B.I.G. remix. Uh, I do remember I threw that in there that night, which is a pretty big slapper. So I think that one was the, 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 uh, the anchor to that playlist. I got the old thing back. There it is. Yeah. I was, I was hoping if you pause, you give us something there. Yeah. The airport, the name you brought up was Cicerone. Uh, and what I was kind of wondering in these last couple of weeks is, is he just being used differently than how he was last year? Thus, the, the productivity is going to look a little different. Or is, is he just scuffling for lack of a better phrase is, is he just um just going through a low part but it's it's at the beginning of the season so it might be more noticeable or is it just how how bob is choosing to, to use them what um am i am i on to something there or am i just misreading the uh misreading the game um I, I agree with you i think that i think it maybe might be a little bit of both uh i think last year he was the guy this year he is one of the guys 
which I don't think fits his mentality for how he handles games. You know, he likes to take over games. Uh, so being next to a, a Dane Kelly or an Albert Deca, healthy, productive Albert Dequa, um, you know, where, where he is not the guy anymore, um, I think has cut into his productivity. Um, but also I think it, it, he's just on a little bit of a cold streak. And Russell's one of those guys that, you know, when you get him hot, uh, he's he's going to go on quite the tear. Um, and right now, you know, Dequa is, is that guy um, that can't seem to cool off. So, um, you know, hopefully at some point it, it, it's Russell's turn and, and he rattles off a couple. Yak, what are your thoughts on, on Cicerone? Is it uh, is he just fine? Is it just being used differently? Or is there is there just something I'm firmly in the, it? I'm firmly in the defending Cicerone here. There have been a few games this year where I thought his performance was exceptional, and it's not going to be noticed or overshadowed because he's not the one putting the ball in the net. I wonder where his head's at mentally. Cause he's not, cause he's not putting up things in the score sheet. And so like when talks come around, say in a season or two, like he, he can't look at, she's not, he's unlikely to look at 2022 and have like 16 goals and eight assists again, like last year, but he's stirring so much shit up top and he's creating a lot of chances. He's the most passes of anybody that isn't of, of all the offensive juggernauts I mentioned, he passes the ball more than them. He is the most accurate long ball passer of anybody besides like Danny Griffin and Forbes. Um, and he's, he's constantly pushing things forward. He's been exceptional in tight spaces. I'm not concerned with his play at all. I think he's doing his job just fine. Beautiful. I like, uh, I mean, again, the, uh, 2021 Stanley player of the year. want to see, see it carry on well into the, the new season. I, Again, there's there's moments where I think he looks fine, but that I I agree with what you're thinking. Yes, that he looks maybe a little frustrated at times. Just he's expecting more of the the obvious productivity that he had last year, and it, that's just not coming. But he's he is doing the the dirty work, uh, being productive on the stuff that doesn't make the uh, the top lines of the stat sheets. Any any final thoughts on Tulsa before we move on, Yak? Uh, a lot of times I'm going through my notes from the, from the game. I try to, I try to find somebody who wasn't the goal scorer. Who's like, there's a reason why this guy ended up with a goal or two because somebody behind him or next to him gave him the opportunity or something just, just so it's not the obvious, like, Oh, the two goal scorers are player of the game. Albert Dequa was just so freaking good. I I can't find anybody who played a better game than Dequa. He was fabulous. Do you know who else couldn't find anyone who played a better game than Dequa? Uh, the entire league. That is correct because Dequa was the player of the week. That is, that makes two oh. players. Uh, yes, that makes two players of the week awards for uh, for the Hounds in five weeks. Dequa this week and uh, Great Dane, the Great Dane Scooby Doo back in week one, I believe. Uh, not that we put too much stock on on these kind of superlative awards, but. Two in the first five weeks for a team that hasn't taken a loss yet is uh that's not too shabby. Um, I, it's not on the notes, but let's. I actually I, I brought this up in in our own chat Discord before, and I want to bring it up. What's your thoughts on the the Albert Dequa kind of Hounds career arc? Came in in nine in um sorry in twenty. Obviously, it's a weird year. Um, he split in time with with Mensa. Uh, I think a lot of people 
thought that Mensa would be retained and Dequa wouldn't. It goes the other way. Dequa gets his option picked up. Mensa uh, isn't. He ends up going to Kansas City too. And then last year, a lot of injuries for for Big Al, and it um, it's just kind of a you hate to say wasted year, but it, there was some promise there that just was unfulfilled. And so you're thinking that's going to be the end of his Hounds career. He is the surprise uh, signing, you know, new contract for him. You think maybe he wants to move on, maybe Bob wants to move on from 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 Dequa, but no, they they agreed to another year plus the option year that would be next year. And now the guy is, he's got four goals, joint uh, second best in the league with uh, with Dan Kelly. Got a Player of the Week award and and playing some real nice, aggressive uh, soccer. It uh, I I didn't see this coming. Did either of you think in, the, you know, at any point this was, especially when, when he was re-signed in the offseason that, you know, you thought he was going to be the depth guy, he was going to be the, you know, looking maybe to get, get something back on track, it not being this... Uh, kind of uh, leading the line type of guy. I mean, obviously it's a big uh, forward core that they're working with here, but either of you guys see this coming from uh, from Dequa? No, no, this is all very shocking to me. Um, it's been nice because he's playing well with just about everybody up top with him. It doesn't matter what lineup uh, Lily sends out there. As long as he's up there, he's playing well with everybody with him, which is excellent. Yeah, I I agree with Yak. Uh, shocked, shocked? No. Surprised? Yes. Um, surprised at, at the the productivity. Not shocked by it. Um, the guy has all the skill in the world. Um, and like you alluded to, yes, twenty twenty and twenty one just had some some bad breaks. And um, I don't think he is. Uh, uh, a Nico Brett as in a, you know, he's your, your 20 goal scorer type kind of guy. I think he, he is, is perfect for the role he plays right now. The second, third forward on a team, you know, gets the, gets the starts every, every other game. Um, you know, I think that's where, where he does his best work. And I've, I'm, I'm really happy that he's starting to finally, you know, show what he he's capable of and uh, is, is a great, I mean, I already have, you know, Kelly and Cicerone up top, and then him be your third forward. Um, I'm sure a lot of championship teams would, would kill to have a guy like him on their team. So we'll take that as our, our good old look in the past. Tulsa Roundup, uh, Pat, uh, big uh, Dequel on the uh, on the back there. Posted. Can I just ask real quick, is yeah. Tulsa the worst field visually in the league? No, I mean, a bit fields, visual, visually, it's is that Oakland that plays on the highlighter field? It's, yeah, it's um, Oakland. That's the worst visually field, like field that like hurts your soul. I'll give it to Tulsa. Ooh, I see. I never the worst from a, just pure aesthetics. What's the worst field? I mean, that's up there. Um, I feel like well, does Memphis cover their their infield dirt like in like sod? Is that why oh, we didn't really notice it that much the first? No, week? we got lucky because they really hadn't set up for baseball yet, so it was still fine. Give it um, when minor league baseball picks up here in a few weeks. Um, yeah, watch some of those games, and it'll look it'll look worse. Makes sense, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Oakland's a good shout for that. Vegas is unappealing just because. You could tell it used to be a baseball field. 
they 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 have the benches. They're they're on the they're all sitting on those gamer seats, just in like in the middle of the uh, what was like the infield. Um, and then they have the outfield wall on the on the right side with the big um, wacky waving inflatable guys. So that's I mean that's just very Vegas esque. Um, man, what else? There's another one that that it's kind of rough to watch. San Diego is nothing great either. <sighs> not but. sure if I've caught a San Diego game yet. You could tonight, I believe, right? I think it's in. San we'll Diego. get to that. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, I don't want to tease anything. No, no, there. no, no. It's it's in it's in my pick. It's in Oakland tonight, actually. So uh, oh, another very another ugly visually field. unappealing field. Yeah, to play. At. Who would these strips I, of I, turf magnetically connected? Oh, it was Tampa played out there, and Tampa was wearing their highlighter uh, jerseys on that field. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was actually rough to watch from a it like hurt your eyes type of deal. But let's um, let's move forward. Speaking of of the ugly Vegas field, the Hounds are gonna be playing on it this this week, this Saturday, going from one baseball field to what was very recently a baseball field. Uh, Vegas comes in uh, with a very mixed bag record. Across all competitions, they are was it going to be th- uh, three and four, three and three in the league, and then lost to uh, Tucson in the Open Cup this uh, week ago. And it's hard to it's hard to figure out what they are. So I'll just I'll ask it this way: uh, Is Vegas good, Yak? Yes. 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 That's not convincing. They're not convincing either, but that's Ooh. my but that's my gut reaction. For I guess let's go through what they've done, make it a little easier. They lost at New Mexico two nil. They lost at home to Memphis one nil. They lost at FC Tucson in the Open Cup three two, and then last week they lost to at home to the Switchbacks three two. They have wins. At home against Phoenix, 2-1. They have a win at El Paso, 5-4, which was an absolutely batshit game. And they have a win uh, at Charleston back on April Fool's Day, 2-1. So it's a really mixed bag. Obviously, that Open Cup loss is bad. Uh, That Memphis loss doesn't look too good. And then they, they go out and beat Phoenix. So... Uh, Logan, is Vegas good? No, that team lives and dies by Danny. Is it Danny Trejo? I, uh, you're stealing my thunder here, man. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I watched that Charleston game. Yeah, that, that team lives and dies by Danny Trejo. Um, dude popped in, I think, both against Charleston. He was a, I think he was he an LAFC super draft pick. I think something like that. Um, the way, the way that Kerr and Watts talked about him that night, it made him seem like he was like, um, like a, a Mel Kuyper, he was like the guy last year to pick in the MLS Super Draft. So um, I think that, that they are uh, a very mediocre team with one very, very, very good good player. Um, so I think that they'll finish out of the playoffs this year. But oh. that being said, they are one of those teams that I think to never underestimate because as you know, you, you've alluded to with their wins, uh, they'll beat anybody anywhere. See, I will, I will take your statement that they're a bad team with they're a mediocre team with one good player, and I will modify that. They are a bad team with two good players. It is Danny Trejo, who is leading the league in goals with five, uh, and they have Cal Jennings, 
who is doing a lot of the setup work for Danny Trejo. And my thesis statement for them, when those two guys are in the game and clicking, they are good. When they're not in the game, such as the Open Cup game, where Cal Jennings did not, I think he wasn't even in the 18, and Danny Trejo came on late, they lose to uh, Tucson 3-2. Vegas is those two guys and a lot of bad pieces around them. If they play well, they got a shot. If they don't play well or they're not in the game, it could get ugly uh, for them and great for us. Case in point, like I mentioned with that Tucson game, they brought Trejo into the game, which means he's now cup-tied to Vegas, and they're out, which I thought was interesting. But then Cal Jennings wasn't in the game, which means he could still end up getting cup-tied to LAFC because uh, it's one of those where they keep you know, loaning them down there like every week type of deals. Um, so I thought that was interesting just in terms of what LAFC might be thinking about some of those guys where they let Trejo get cup-tied but not Jennings. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's just it's those two guys and nothing else. So uh, if you don't see those guys in the in the starting lineup for whatever reasons, uh, start licking your chops. <laughs> now, what kind of lineup are you expecting from Bob? Keeping in mind that coming up here we have at Vegas on Saturday and then at Cincinnati on Tuesday for the Open Cup. Yak, what um, what kind of lineup are you expecting? They're going to try to keep the defense as much as possible. Uh, uh, the same three center backs, probably. Dane Kelly's probably going to come off the bench, and Cicerone's going to start somewhere in the middle again. Um, I really think Dan Brott's going to go out there, but who absolutely knows at all at this point? Um, and then we'll give Argudo some time in the midfield in lieu of one of the big mil- in, one of the, in lieu of one of the uh, the bigger name midfielders. Logan, is this making sense to you, or are you you thinking uh, Yak is is misreading the room? Uh, I think Yak misreads the room all the time, but no, I completely agree with him here. Actually, uh, sorry, Yak, I love you. Uh, no, I know. I think that was a. Uh, I, I literally wasn't going to say the same exact thing. I think that they will will keep the defense as as they have. Um, Cicerone will be up top, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Luis Argudo in the middle. Luis impressed me. I think was it DC United or not DC United? Jesus Loudon was his first game, and then he played the Open Cup game. Um, he was a spark plug for that team. Um, ran every everything ran through him. Was really impressed with them. Came on for the last 20 minutes of Tulsa and looked like it was a beer league game that, like, he had already played the team that, like, he's the roster, like, he, he's on their roster and, like, the guys after him needed, a, like, an extra guy. And he just, like, walked around for 20 minutes. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested to, to get him back up and running um, because I think he's a valuable part of this team when, when he's clicking. I actually really like that metaphor because I thought he was the best player on the field against Maryland and he was kind of pissing me off. Uh, against Tulsa. Yep. Wait, pissing you off in a good way or in a bad way? Bad way. Oh. Okay. Did you mean did you mean negatively when you were making the Yeah, 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 he, 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 yeah, he literally walked around for 20 minutes. There was there was a ball Yeah, I yeah, Argudo was slow, I thought. So, I hope he comes out with a little more fire the next time he plays. And I think he's going to play. I think he's going to start in Vegas. So I mean the the Hounds are on a, a good run of, of brace braces brace brace eye braces uh, a brace each of the last three games. 
Assuming it happens again in Vegas, who who are you pegging for a uh, for a two spot of goals? Willie Yang, secret Nixon. weapon. No. Yeah, no, no, no. I love you, Willie, but no. Uh, yeah, Dixon. Let's give Dixon. Yeah, give him his due. He deserves it. How about Sis Run? How about we we bring this around to the last conversation? Uh, Sis uh, Run, uh, couple. Yeah. It would be great if he did. Hey. It would be fabulous. Absolutely. Get him going, baby. Get him going. Yeah. I think Russell's going to have a breakout game against Cincy. Former Cincy guy uh, kind of dropped him when they moved to MLS. I think Russell is going to be out for blood in that game. That's going to be the game to, to watch for him. We will get we will get to Cincy in the Open Cup here in just a few more minutes. First, we have to go through. Since we are in Vegas, that means we are we're going to be diving headlong into the uh, the the Vegas sideshow. Uh, for those who have not seen games at Vegas, um, they will have mattresses along the side of the field for that family's get I finally looked at the uh, at the price of that. How how for you could put up to four people on a mattress? How much are they renting a mattress for? Would you like care to guess? One fifty. One fifty for all four tickets. For for the mattress and four tickets? Yes. Yak? Well, I'm going to Vegas, so I kind of I kind of looked. Oh, you I don't looked. remember, but I think it's fifty bucks a person. So if no no. So the mattress is fifty. But that doesn't include the game tickets. So if you want to do four people, that's fifteen dollars per general mission seat, so that's what sixty dollars in tickets, and then so one ten gets you four people on a mattress pitch side. That's not. I'm, I, I don't know if that's bad or not. <laughs> I, I keep it's asking the same question. It is distinctly Vegas. It's very Vegas. It doesn't come like. I mean, do you really want to sit on a mattress next to a field? No, I wouldn't want to sit on a mattress because I don't know how easy it is to watch a game laying down. Yeah, like there's that's not going to be comfortable. You don't know where that mattress has been per se. It's I, been in Vegas. <laughs> they just it's just like in the some storage locker in the back. It's it's and the same thing if you want to pull your car up and and watch the game car side. It's fifty bucks uh, to get the car in there, and then fifteen bucks for each person for the general mission seats. So I guess that's their general their general sales pitch. And then at some point the the mattresses go away and they become the um, the kiddie pools. But it will still be mattresses on Saturday, no, so no kiddie pools. If it was the kiddie pool, I would have ha- I would have given it half a thought of, of renting the kiddie pool. But are you guys excited f- to see Bob Lilly in this like circus of a, of a Vegas atmosphere? Because I I am excited to see him just be completely um, just dismissive of of all the antics. Just just pretend like it's not there. It's gonna be beautiful. Uh, are you anyone excited for for the Hounds meet uh, meet all things Vegas on Saturday? I think he's going to be hot about it, or just try to ignore it because he's going he's going to absolutely really, ignore. Really it. irritated about it. Unless unless like the Ve- or the uh, Phoenix scene happens where someone like runs into the mattress or um, like a ball ricochets off a car and hits someone and like breaks someone's nose or something weird like that, um, Bob will just ignore it. But I'm I'm excited to see him actively trying to ignore it. They still got the llamas. Uh, so I believe the llamas are still there. The one, the one died. Uh, I think middle first part of last year, one the one died. Uh, they had the replacement llama. I haven't heard anything about them this year, so I can't guarantee they'll be there. But I've seen llamas in some of their promotional material, so if they're not there, I'll be a little pissed. Um, 
I'm, I, it's one thing I'm looking to do. I got a picture with them 2019, I think, when I was out there. Um, got a picture with Dolly and Dottie. Hoping to repeat that this year. I'll be disappointed if they're not uh, not walking around outside the uh, outside the gates. But yes, uh, yeah, you're going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. What uh, what's on your Vegas plans? Um, I, I let my friends kind of take charge, and I, I swear they're they're old people in the bodies of like 26 year olds. Uh, we're gonna go see. Uh, the Beatles and a Rat Pack like fake show. Um, I really want to see like a magician or something out there. And then we're all degenerates. We're gonna gamble a shit ton of money. I'm sure. Nice, 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 nice. We are uh, a couple people I'm going out with. Um, it's a bunch of people who are Vegas veterans, and then one newbie. So it's gonna be a weird dichotomy there. But. Um... Or something. There was some some VR place where it's like not like glasses, or it's glasses, but you can actually walk around the whole room type of thing. Uh, they really wanted to go do that, and something else I can't think of. But then we bought the uh, we all got our tickets for the game itself, and then we're all going. All seven of us are going to a show downtown afterwards. And you were one of seven people, or what was that? You're one of seven people in Vegas. Uh, I'm counting the the three people the three I'm going with, and then the three of you. Okay. So me, three of my friends, and then uh, the three in your group. Excellent. So there'll be there'll be a, a if unless there's any surprises, there'll be seven of us at the game. But yeah, we're gonna do that. Then we're gonna see that little show that just opened off of uh, off of Fremont East. I finally saw my first or heard my first review of it today, and it, the review was pretty glowing. So I'm excited. Cool. And apparently it's one of those things where some other uh, Vegas entertainers might just like stop down and do like a little set inside the show. So you never know who's going to stop by type of deal. So I'm excited for that. But Very moving cool. on from Vegas, we can now go into next Tuesday. Uh, the Hounds have been drawn at Cincinnati for the third round of the Open Cup. Before we get to the, the matchup itself, uh, guys, what were your thoughts on the actual Open Cup draw? Uh, envelopes, uh, <laughs> my, uh, the Miami fan, uh, a inter Miami fan and yeah. What were, what were your thoughts on the actual draw itself? Were you entertained? Rough. I didn't, I didn't really come to be entertained. I just wanted to know where the hell my team was playing. I liked it a lot more than the World Cup draw because it took like an hour before a decision was actually made. I don't know where they got the Miami, Miami FC fan though. Uh, I'm not even sure she's she's a fan. I think she might have been like a, a like, paid part of the staff. Somehow. Like like in person entertainment person. Yeah, because they referred to her as DJ. Yes. DJ, and I thought it was really uh, weird that she was wearing dark sunglasses and like in a brightly lit studio. Was part of the vibe, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it had office cubicle vibe, which didn't work with the sunglasses. But yeah, that's, that was kind of disconcerting. And I was actually perfectly fine with it. I was. I wish it wasn't envelopes. I wish they just did ping pong balls like every other. Everyone balls. wants ping pong balls. And then someone said, "I, I, I was kind of busy at work, so I missed part. I saw our our draw. Someone said that the um, the inner Miami fan like totally admitted to, to being a uh, 
a fan of another team and then MLS came to town. It was like, God damn Oh, he it. totally said he was a yeah, he was a fan of Miami FC, Miami <laughs> FC. And he was like, screw you guys once MLS came to town, which is just... Just openly, perfect. like, the, the worst of American fandom, just, like, oh, fucking hell. One person's paid to be there, I think, and the other person jumped ship when the billionaire came marching into town. I mean, is that, it, uh, is that a worse look for um, just American soccer fandom or a worse look for the Miami FC? I think it's the worst look for Inter Miami. All their fans were just like, <laughs> thought. <laughs> I think I think Miami just needs a break, and that's just brutal for them. Because as far as I know, they they still have like 500 fans in the building. And it's did um has uh Northern Guard still hacked their website? I haven't gone back to check to see if it still redirects the Northern Guard site, but it might. I have no idea. But whatever. Uh, any other thoughts on the draw itself? Was it? Uh, was it better than you thought? Worse than you thought? Anything? My favorite part is where the dude fucked up the envelopes for Chattanooga. Okay, so I tell you, I please explain this because I, I I saw people talking about, it, but I didn't see. I didn't. I missed this part. So Chattanooga FC did not choose to host, and you know how he like announced each time, like so and so has like elected to host, not yeah. elected to host. So it was Chattanooga, Birmingham, Atlanta, and whoever Bur- or. Greenville, South Georgia, one of the two. And everybody except Chattanooga had agreed to host or accepted to host. So they had three envelopes. They picked two, only had one left. The dude like grabbed it, opened it. That was the first draw. And then the dude was like, oh, shit, I never put the Chattanooga envelope back in there for like the two away teams. <laughs> so he Whoops. put it in an empty. But he put it in a in a blank envelope, but didn't seal the envelope. And then it's like, please turn it around so nobody will understand that like it's not closed. And the dude pulls it, and like you can see the flap is like still open. <sighs> and then Ch- and then Chattanooga FC gets drawn to fucking Atlanta United. <laughs> so oh, I would have been pissed if I was a Chattanooga fan. But that's, yeah, that was that that was that was rough. I mean, that's, that's what the open. I mean, that's very open cup esque. When we say th- oh, when yeah. we say things are houndsy, that's also very open cup right there. That you know you know what the problem you know, with the fact. Go on. There's part of the problem with the fact that he used envelopes because like so he asked the woman to reshuffle the two envelopes <laughs> in front of the guy who's gonna pick them. Like what what he saw which envelope was which. She's switching hands once or twice. How is that? She's a DJ. She probably all? has really fast hands, right? There's, uh, there's no. a flap sticking out of the back of the one envelope. Like uh, it just. I don't know. The dude never picked a different. He picked like the second one from the left every single time. Like it was just. Uh, if 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 the Hounds would have gotten a home game, like I'd like, oh, it's a great drop. But the fact the Hounds got fucked, I mean, I, I think we could be a little bit more random with the draw next time. I'm not I'm not pissed about it because it wasn't like it affected a team who got the chance to host. It was just okay. Which what side are we taking the road team through? At least it wasn't bad. If a team lost what they thought was their home draw for like a minute, uh, I would be apoplectic about it. Oh, I'm so, I'm now I'm upset that I missed this because I would have been, I wouldn't been pounding the desk in laughter with that. God, that's so, that's so wonderful. But as it is, the envelopes did get drawn, putting the hounds in Cincinnati. Uh, it was only going to be Cincinnati or Columbus. So the question was basically, 
which one of those teams and would the game be at Highmark or be in Ohio? But as it is, it is Hounds at Cincinnati on Tuesday night. I keep hearing that the game is 7 or 7.30. There's conflicting reports, so it's just start watching at 7 and, and you'll see it either then or a half hour from then. Uh, Yak, what's your thoughts? Is a decent draw? Um, could have been better, could have been worse. Fair enough. My previous thoughts about the lower team should host all times, or at least in the first round that MLS is there, uh, kind of trumps this. But, like, since he's not good, we don't think. There's some underlying stats that say they might be unlucky, but since he's been awful the last three years or so, so this is reasonably decent, I suppose. Uh, Logan. Good draw, bad draw, fair enough draw, winnable draw. A winnable draw, one hundred percent. I think that they will start uh, a very, very, very uh, second team. You know, very, very turned over roster. Um, and not to say Bob won't as well, but I mean Cincinnati's second, Cincinnati's subs are USL Championship quality. Um, so I think it will be a very even match. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, it is, uh, if there's, you know, if you pick, sit down and pick four MLS teams that you would want to draw, um, you know, the Cincinnati would be the top of the list. So great job for the Hounds. Uh, unfortunate we couldn't get a game in Highmark, but let's just go beat those fucks and bring one back to Highmark next round. Now it's, he has a history of doing well in the open cup. So I wonder if they, there's like a culture of taking it more seriously from a, lineup perspective you say Cincinnati has a culture yeah because they when they were they lost USL, to St. Louis they, in 2019 because they were awful in general <laughs> I mean they didn't try true, true, true. I guess my always concern when you get these matchups it's 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 the same thing that the Hounds could have done to Maryland if need be that that, an, that a first division side can do to a championship side if you looked at the Hounds bench for that Maryland game it was super stacked it was loaded so like if if you do have that moment of of doubt or you're 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 struggling for a little bit here, let's just throw on our our regular uh, first eleven guys and they'll clean up the mess. And that's the thing: the Hounds couldn't hold their own or put a scare into Cincinnati. And then they okay, time to to empty the bench. Now you have a you know maybe a designated player or two come on the field, and, and now all of a sudden it tilts but one I'm, way. I'm not I'm not scared with Cincinnati. If if that's if that's a, if that's a Columbus like yeah like I don't want Lucas Zeller on or Jonathan Menza, but uh, uh, Cincinnati, I, Carl's Gill, you know we're not get there's it's not an MLS team that has like a Joseph Martinez or a Carlos Vela, uh, they don't have anybody. I mean even their DPS aren't good. Uh, I mean it, there there is not one person in that roster that they can bring in where I'm like oof that's rough. Um, they are the one team in MLS where I'm like, there's nobody on that roster that scares me one bit. Yeah, thinking the same thing, or um, or no? I don't know who's on the roster to say one way or another. I just know the gap is going to be a lot different from them and the Hounds to the Hounds and Maryland. Luciano Acosta is their best player. Played for for Atlas in in uh, League MX, Boca uh-huh. Juniors for a little bit. Um, but there's nobody looking at their last 11 that put all guys in Montreal. He's the only name I recognize. Um, there's not, uh, not anybody on their, their 11 that, that really scares me. Jeff Cameron plays for FC Cincinnati, according to Wikipedia. 
Oh, he does. He's 36, though. He's a little bit old. <laughs> he is very old. <laughs> 36 is not old. For a professional <laughs> soccer player. Oh, okay. That's fine, then. So here's my question, the, the kind of uh, super hypothetical, could never actually happen question for you gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone comes up to you before Saturday and says, the Hounds will go one and one in these next two games. So at Vegas, at Cincy. And you get to pick which game they win. Which game are you picking? We'll start with you, Logan. Oh, 100%. They, they went to Cincinnati. So you'll, you'll drop a league. You'll you'll drop a league game every once in a while, but I mean the Open Cup. I I don't I don't give a shit if the Hounds. Uh, I won't say that. I, I would love if the Hounds won the Open Cup. I don't really care how far they get. What I really want out of the Open Cup is them to host an MLS team because it brings in so much money for the club. I mean, you look back to DC United. Everybody that I tell, you know, I meet somebody whatnot, and I say, oh, I'm I'm big into the Hounds. They're like, oh, I was at the DC United game. Um, I want that again. I want the, oh, I was at that Columbus game, or I was at the, the Philly game, you know, or I was at the Red Bulls game. So I want that again. I want them to host a game. That's all I want right now out of the Open Cup. So if that means losing to Vegas to beat Cincinnati to get a chance to, to uh, host the next round, so be it. But then again, we get into those hosting fees. Um, and when do those hosting fees get too much? The toughies like, nah, fuck it. So I also think that you know, maybe this was the last round. Maybe it's one more. Maybe it's two more. I don't know where Tuffy has his break-even point. But um, anything that gets a, a game in Highmark to, to fill that stadium, get new fans in, get revenue for the club, I'm all about. Yeah, which game are you taking? That You definitely win one, and that means everyone's a loss. Which one, you, which one are you taking? I'd, I'd gladly take the sacrifice. I would I would go see an L in Vegas if it meant we beat Cincinnati. Okay, well, I w- I really thought that was going to be more of a more of a controversial talking point. And again, I think a lot of, of my I don't even know which way I fall on this. That's the reason I like this question. I'm really tired of going to away games for losses, and the streak has been pretty bad lately. Uh, I don't have a great one either, to be fair. No, no, I really do. Even even aside from the idea of like, oh, we get to host in the fourth round, perhaps it would just be so like perfect if we finally got to beat FC Cincinnati in a game that mattered, and it was after they moved up because they somehow got worse after they put a billion freaking dollars in the team to go into MLS. Oh, I that part, I I love the idea of of. Going 0 for 9 against Cincy uh, when they're in this league, and then going 1 and 0 when uh, or 1 for uh, 1 for 1, shall we say, when they uh, after they popped up the MLS, that would be like uh, Chef Kiss dot GIF type stuff. So we will see. That is uh, that will be Tuesday. Yeah, again, seven or seven thirty. I've heard both times get thrown out there. But let's go into a quick little Still Army News uh, roundup. Uh, speaking of the open game, it's not confirmed yet, but we are looking doing the watch party at Mike's Beer Bar, which is where the Hounds host their watch parties. It is on Federal Street right across from PNC Park. There is not a home Pirates game that night. Uh, Bulldog has their, their trivia night is on Tuesday, so it's looking like that may not be the best option for us and uh so we can hang out with uh, the rest of uh the river hounds fan base and do the watch party at mike's again that's not confirmed watch social media we'll see if we can get that uh squared away here 
sometime in the next couple days. The next home game is going to be Hotlanta, uh, Hotlanta 2 on the 23rd. Normal 7 p.m. kickoff for a Saturday game. 4 p.m. we'll start the tailgate. All the normal tailgating ideas and provisions apply. And then Louisville is away on the 30th. There are some people talking about making that trip. There's no firm plans yet, but uh, head over to the Discord if you're interested. Find the away uh, away travel uh, channel and uh, let it be known if you're interested, about, interested in going down. Again, no firm plans yet. There is a handful of people uh, kind of thinking out loud about making the trip down to uh, Lynn Family Stadium. So just be uh, be looking for that if you're interested in doing that trip as well. Again, it's also a th- the 30th. That's another, yes, yeah, a Saturday after uh, Atlanta too. So that will be in there. And then, Logan, you wanted to uh, try to bring a new segment into the uh, into the show. So explain to the people what, uh, what you have in mind here. All right. We're going to do the uh, Houndsy Seal Army podcast, West Coast USL Wednesday night game extravaganza. So oh, basically, whoever is on the show. I'm going to have to go back and on the find show, that now. Like, we'll just get that yeah. whole title. Yeah, so uh, brought to you by, uh, I don't even know, um, by Mike Spearbar. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. I probably should say that. Um, so basically, the the premise of the game is whoever is on the show, uh, we record on Wednesday nights, a uh, big USL night, usually always a USL West Coast game at 9 or 10 o'clock. If it's at 10 o'clock, we will do it at the end of the show. If it's at 9 o'clock, we will try to get our picks in before 9 o'clock. But basically, you can call out whatever pick you want that would be hosted by any uh, nationally recognized sports book. So if you want to call out an over goals amount, over under goals amount, first half under, first half over, um, we'll keep it away from double chances um, just because it's a little bit unfair. But uh, you can call out a straight winner or a draw, first half winner, first half draw, second half. All that good stuff, but you basically just make a pick for uh, – we'll, we'll pick one if there's two, but uh, the West Coast Wednesday night game. And at the end of the year, we will keep track. At the end of the year, we will see uh, who reigns supreme in their West Coast USL Championship Wednesday night uh, knowledge. So let's now, kick – So my question is, are, for the purposes of, of, of doing this, are all these Lind bets like – They're all one – they're all like one unit. You're betting one unit – so we can keep track of how many yes. units someone you, is up or down. We'll just do win or loss. So basically, you will just bet like under two and a half. It does not hit. You are over one. Yeah, it's, but that oh, but see, you you just take the the you just pick the the favored the, the biggest thing. yeah the biggest chalk and then you're okay you're you're perfect or you're all right you're nine right, for so twelve on the you know but you you gotta encourage people to take some I, some sexier picks here. Yos, can you do some math on the odds? If if we were I, to do it I have that way? I have pulled up I have pulled up um, an unnamed nationally recognized sports book that advertises a shit ton on TV and radio, and I have all the game lines that they have available for this tonight's Roots hosting uh, San Diego game, and we can go through it here, and I'll I'll call out some uh, as you say what you want or what you're thinking. I'll I'll throw out. Um, what the uh, what the number is on that, and then we can go from there. So since uh, since so this is what, your so if we do if we do like if we do like each units say for the sake of competition like ten dollars, 
And are we going to do like a Jeopardy? Like if you say like, I'll do three units on this, do you lose like 30 bucks? Is that what we're going to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Well, we just, we'll just do it in generic. Yeah, just say in units. Unit. So you, you could be up or down you X number of unit. units at the end of end of the season. And All right. And out. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be something like a... How many units can we bet per game? Sorry, per say it again? Per episode. How many units can we do per episode? Oh, should we say a max? I mean, okay, we'll say it's a max of three units. All right, I'll max out all three of my units on, on uh, San Diego tonight. Top of the top of the West, take it on the bottom of the West. So plus, mo- plus money. The line I have here we'll is take. plus one forty. So you want three units on San Diego to win full time? Shit, I got my plus one fifteen. Yeah, I'll take San Diego okay. win. And that for you, you do not follow betting out there. That means San Diego has to take three points. There's no draw in here. You can take the draw as a bet. Do not want to take a draw as a bet. I'm I just can't saying take draw to the to, to our fans, you can, but I'm saying that like if it was to draw, you do not. Since I took San Diego, I do not win. Is what oh I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I got I got Logan down for three units of San Diego at plus one forty. Uh, yeah, because anything, if you don't have the lines in front of you, just what are you thinking? I want to hit the, I want to hit the over. I know that. I think both these teams leak goals, and we could see a little bit of a goal bonanza. All right, so. Closest thing to an even total I'm seeing is. Oh, let's see. Uh, two and a half is the closest thing okay. to, to even money on either side. I can, I'll do, yeah, over two and a half. Over two, units. two and a half, two units at minus 110. All right, let's see here. Go, yeah, because you don't have to write. All this did, Logan, was give me more work. Yeah. Okay. Minus that spreadsheet or whatever you have is going to be very fun to review at the end of the year. Two units over two and a half goals. Okay. And then I will take, let me pull this up here and then man, I mean, San Diego's San Diego's going to win this thing. It's, Can I can I be boring to just take the same thing that someone else already took, or do I have to really have to try to yeah, find something nah, different? Nah, no, nah, you can I, take whatever you want, man. Whatever it's, you, I, I mean, give you. San Diego's winning this thing. Uh, I want to do the same thing. San Diego plus one forty. Because if, if if they somehow draw, then we're both in dead last, right? We and it are. makes it interesting. So three units for Dan. All right, that's in. We will. Uh, I have to find like a new spreadsheet to make this all uh, make this all work. And then, uh, yeah, I'll have to just update it. Uh, I'll have to update like I, I update the um, all the things we guessed right before the season started. I have that list in here as well. So just more work. That's fine. I can do it. With that said, we're getting close to the end of the end of the show here. And when we get to the end of the show, that means we have to ask the important question because education is important. What did we learn today? Yak, what did we learn? I didn't get a chance to drop this stat because I forgot it. Uh, we had three wins in a week this week. Um, Do you know how many times we've had three wins in a three-game week wait, like we had, this we had in three the wins in a week. era? Wait, we had three wins in a week. Saturday, we played Loudoun. Yeah. And then Wednesday, we played Maryland. Uh-huh. And then Saturday, we played Tulsa. There's two, it was sa- done there's two Saturdays in a week? On Saturday. I, I would consider when you have a midweek game, I'm going to say that's a three-game week because it's like three games in eight days. There's eight days in a week? Oh my god, yes. Never mind. I hate I hate everything. 
That's news to me. I mean, you could say there is. I, I don't know. Okay. In three games in eight days, we had three wins. Okay? Is that better? Yes, much. Thank you. I say it um, because I uh, Louisville tweeted something last last year about having three games in a week, and I gave them shit for that, for the exact same thing. So I have to be I consistent. Looked up, I looked up the amount of times this happened since Bob Lee became coach. It's been 18 times since 2018, and we've only had three games in a week plus a day once before. Wait, wait. This is the first time we've had a three-game week or three games in eight days? Or first time we've won all of them? them. There's there's been 18 occurrences of three games in eight days. Correct. Oh. I would have been a little bit better than that. Damn it, Bob. Do you see Bob is now the winningest coach all time in the USL? Any good? Do you know what I noticed? Uh, they forgot to mention that when it actually happened. Correct. Because now he has two wins more than the other guy, Mike Anhauser. Who, did he get a job or did actually got shit can from Charleston? No, I haven't heard his name pop up anywhere. Is he an assistant somewhere? Or is he, he is. I would have thought I would have seen his name come across somewhere. Maybe he's, just t- he's taking like the gap year or something. And he's just retired. Second, well, he does second not have all-time yeah. winning... Uh, coach and so far let me tell you it's done well for charleston to uh to sack the guy who was there forever and bring in uh casey connor because clearly that's going well for him yeah, yeah they're, they're really, they're really good last. yeah they're very good soccer yeah they're soccer and really 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 good Ridic- absolutely ridiculous I, I i thought charleston was gonna be sneaky good this year and that has been my biggest miss of of any predictions i had because they are um they're just unequivocally bad and it kind of makes me sad because I, I want the other old guard teams to be somewhat uh, respectable. <sighs> On that sad note, Logan, what did you learn this today? Is it to me? Yep. You cut out, yes. Oh, yes. To you. Uh, so I worked in the office today, and when I came home, my dog had relieved herself all over my uh, – spare bedroom floor so in honor of that i will uh what i learned is i actually learned this a little while back that if you take clifford the big red dog's body weight and how much an actual dog poops you would literally just need to sit clifford in front of a dump truck all day long to shit because it would shit too much to actually clean up (laughs) so that's what i learned where did you learn this at there's an article. I'll send it to you. Uh, somebody actually did the math based on Clifford's. Like somebody said one time what he weighed, like a couple tons in one of the stories. So if you like actually like take the, the math and like how much a dog shits, it actually does like all the math of how you would get rid of the shit. So grateful you know this. Uh, yeah. I'll send you the article. This, this might be the last time I ask, what did we learn today? <laughs> if there was a way to get that, that segment out of the show, this, this, this might have done it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Swell, swell, swell. Well, I don't even know if I could follow anything up that uh, I was going to say with that, so I might just let it uh, let that slide. Go hounds! Go hounds! I, I'm yeah. Are you excited for uh, what, when you get into Vegas? We'll, we'll finish on some some happy notes when you get in. Uh, I believe our flight leaves Pittsburgh Thursday at two p.m. Eastern. Oh, you're getting in Thursday. You pass. You're going to be in for like a full day before me. More than a full day. I'm getting in pretty late on Friday. I have some things to do here, even though it's a holiday. I have to wrap up. So I'll be. Oh, the, I've never been there. None of us have ever been there. We gotta, we gotta take advantage. If you have any questions or anything, uh, you know how to get in touch with me. I, I have suggestions and recommendations out the ass. So um, feel free to to get in contact if if you're looking for something in particular. 
Ah, and then, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. Going to go to Vegas, partly for the hounds, partly because my friend's wife is popping out the first kid, so it's going to be like his last hurrah before uh, before that happens. So it's going to be two and a half days of, of hitting it hard, and uh, the hounds are going to be a part of it. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. But with that said, we'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm. The Houndsy theme music was composed performed by Rocketman and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majorak. Email the show at steelarmypgh at gmail.com and put podcast in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Yak... Logan, I'm Dan. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.